Hey you guys, welcome to Anissa Abroad Podcast. Today is the host Carolina and I'm here with Laura. Laura, why don't you introduce yourself one more time? <laughs> one more time. Hello everyone. So as you might know, I was already on this podcast not so long ago. <laughs> uh, I study in London and, and yeah, I moved here two years ago, more than two years ago. So yeah, that's me again. <laughs> again well i love to have you over because last time we realized that we have to talk about one very strong topic and it's called flatmates from hell so why don't you start with one of your stories i think like i should start by saying that before i moved here um i haven't really lived with anyone um i used to play basketball so obviously with my teammates when we would go for uh tournaments abroad we would stay over in hotels um or with uh, families um but other than that i mean you can't really compare like a couple of days somewhere else uh to living on your own without anyone exactly <laughs> so it's completely different it's, it's like you can't prepare for this um so when before i came here i was so petrified i could not sleep i could not eat i was the thought was just haunting me um and my dad was saying like laura you're an adult <laughs> it will have happen eventually but yeah when i moved here i was living in halls um again very it was very weird at the beginning knowing that i live alone with my parents um and then come from living in a house with a garden in the middle of forest to coming to a big city living in halls in a tiny tiny room uh and share a kitchen i believe with six more people wow that's a lot or, or even more than that because i changed halls so i don't remember if it was six or more than that but i was living with bunch of girls from all around the world which is again great it, I, I would really suggest be open-minded um when you're moving abroad be open-minded if like especially if you're moving to London um it's a multicultural city so you'll see people from all around the world um and especially when you live with them just be compassionate and understanding that some might take four hours to cook one meal or you know all the cleanliness or they have diff like everyone is different you know so for me back then my first experience was i was thrown in into a house with people like th most people were younger than me which was again you would think like oh it's not that big of a difference a couple of years but when you were 20 i was 20 at that time and some of them were barely 18 not even 18 so the mentality was already different oh yes <laughs> priorities and especially it's i think it's very different when people come straight from their parents houses yes i could definitely see that i could definitely see that um especially in the first calls that i was living in um there are so many people that were just it, it actually it's crazy to see that in real life that they've never lived I mean to be honest I have never lived uh, away from my parents too but I didn't go that pathway they they like they were they were going mad they were just like oh yes I'm finally free so then also I remember I was thinking like how 
strict parents are actually worse um, because the things they were doing in these halls, it was like they, they discovered the new world, right? Um, but yeah, it, it's very different. I had great stories from them <laughs> that was like relating to me and from the stories I've heard, but it, it is, it is challenging uh, and I know many people when I tell how it went for me they're like wow like wow I would never move abroad but then again I'm so happy it happened the way it did um, it's an experience that, yeah that experience at least I know what <laughs> what to look out for now and also the exposure to so many people uh, really opened my eyes and I feel like now it helps me now I mean now it molded me in a way where I'm more understanding of others versus back then I was just so shocked <laughs> to see that people are like cleaning after themselves that they don't know how to iron their clothes I had a guy that was sending his laundry back to his parents house by post, oh no by post and I'm over there like I know these things and I thought like most people would know but it was just <laughs> on a whole new level it was ridiculous but yeah that's the reality that's the reality so anyone who's listening please learn how to do your laundry yes. if you need if you need ironing then please learn how to do that too because <laughs> I've seen so many like I've seen so many instances where People were burning their clothes because they didn't know you can't iron them. Oh, no. And then the smoke detectors goes off and, like, you had to evacuate the whole, like, because it was, like, houses that were built next to each other. So imagine there were, like, 10 houses and all of them have to evacuate because someone burned something because they freak out, right? Mm -hmm. They don't know what's happening. So it was more like, also because, like, rich people, rich kids, they they most of them I had uh, a couple of friends that there that were like coming from extremely wealthy families and this one girl she did not know how to iron her clothes but and I was helping her she was literally coming to my room she was like Laura I have this event today I had to iron my dress and I have no clue how to do it and at first I was I was thinking she's joking right but then she explained that she has like three maids a day coming like on rotation one is for the morning one that's insane for the and one for the evening that like prepares your bed for when you go to sleep so when she told me this I was like yeah obviously you don't know right so if I wouldn't experience that I would say I would be quite shallow-minded so so it, it's good I, and bad I can imagine because I remember I moved in with like first time ever I moved out just like you I was very shocked but I knew these things how to iron how to wash your clothes how to wash your dishes how to wash shower after you or whatever but yeah. my flatmates they were really really not aware and sometimes I opened dishwasher and there was still spaghetti on plates <laughs> or um, I don't know like once my a friend like those were my friends back then and one of the persons came up to me and how oh, did you do the laundry? I'm like, yeah, I did mine. Oh, because I have no clean underwear to wear. I'm like, well, wasn't thinking that I have to do yours as well. Because they <laughs> got so used to that mom is doing everything. 
the day it's either mom but for me it was mostly because i was surrounded by extremely rich kids and so they didn't have moms they had maids or they would just buy new clothes and throw, exactly like, but they, like, they would you... literally throw out everything they'll be like oh i really wore this and because they don't know how to wash your like their clothes they would just throw it out and or like yeah throw it out that's and, uh, next level buy new. yeah Probably. For me, it was just that my flatmate expected that I will start taking over his uh, someone's maid or mom's duty, and I was like, "No, I'm your flatmate. That's it." <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's something you would like. When I was coming here, I didn't think I would have to experience that. Like, but I'm glad I did. To be honest, it's funny for us because you wouldn't think that somebody doesn't know that it's like basics right but then again like once you see the circumstances it i mean i, I would be probably the same way if i were then mm. <laughs> probably right like if you don't if you have pre-made coming over every day and you have drivers and whatnot and chefs obviously you don't know how to cook you have a chef that's insane it's oh, yeah. something next level. But tell us the story you start telling in the first podcast about your flatmate that was banging the doors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a crazy girl. I still don't know what happened to her. But uh, so, yeah, long story short, it was um, she moved in after me. So for like a week or so, I was living in peace and quiet. <laughs> and then she came and one morning, Literally the same day she came, the next morning, she woke me up at five, banging the walls. And I'm like, is this normal? Again, no experience living with people. So I was like, surely it's not okay. But then it was again 5 a.m. I have lectures at 10, can't fall asleep because she's making all these noises. But it's like, you have to be like really loud, right? Like to wake someone. I mean, I'm a heavy sleeper, so... I was thinking, like, that's mad. But then, so one morning, she was waking me up at five. The next morning, she was waking me up at four. So it was either, like, four or five around that time. But did you go out and check on her? What did, what, what did she wanted? You see, she was quite, like, from from all the sounds I could hear and all the conversation, because she's speaking her language on the phone while she's banging everything. She was smashing the doors. She was banging the walls. She was hitting, like throwing something around in the uh, room. So I was like, I've never seen my life. <laughs> I want to stay alive. <laughs> I don't know this girl, right? But she seemed quite aggressive when she's in the moment. Also, I didn't know who she is. So only but- like after a week, I, I wasn't sleeping at all. And, and I was also I started playing basketball. So obviously, uni, basketball, other commitments, like it gets tiring. Plus, I can't get enough sleep or sleep at all for that matter. Uh, and then it started that she would have exactly at eight, she would start the same thing again, or at 5 a.m., or both. So then I was fed up after a week. I was like, listen, I can't even wake up for my lectures. I'm so tired. So I went, um, we had a reception where you would either like check in someone if someone comes over or you would get your parcels there or you can complain there or like if you have any issues with your room, you would go there. So I was like, listen, there's this girl next to my, uh, next living next to me. 
And every morning at 5 a.m., I'm up like a clock. She's like working like a clock. <laughs> I don't need I don't need no alarm. And the first thing they asked me if I'm racist. Damn. And I was like, that's so out of proportion. Like, how do you conclude that I'm racist because I, I want to sleep at 5 a.m.? Because you have like rules for all the halls that you can, like, you can be loud and wake like anyone up. Uh, until like was it like 9 a.m so it's like a quiet hour because everyone needs sleep right and so there are like these set rules to be considerate of each other and whatnot but the first question was yeah if i'm racist and i was like what is how does this where how we this isn't this is like not normal at all and did you did it ever occur to you to call the police no, 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 not that far. I didn't go that far. I was trying to solve this on my own because clearly nobody would believe me. They're like, oh, another rich girl coming in to complain. Or I don't know what they were thinking, but they didn't really want to listen to me. They're like, yeah, we need to talk to her. I was like, so please do it. And they're like, we don't know when she'll be here. And I was like, okay, this is not going to get a result. <laughs> So because they sent, and I was like, how do you not know when she's here? Like, how are you, how are you going to get her then? And they're like, we are going to send her um, a, a post, like a letter in the post. So they literally left her a letter in her post box because, but, but then again, she wasn't checking her post box because why would you? It's your like one of the first weeks of mm-hmm. moving in. Like, clearly you're not waiting for anything. So then uh, I think another week or two went by and all of a sudden it stopped. So then I was like, okay, interesting. What's happening, right? Uh, and then I could sense a very, like it was very awkward in the kitchen whenever I would be, because I started realizing who is this girl, right? Because we are like 10 girls in that room, uh, in that house or like, I don't remember, it, or maybe eight. Um, and so... I see all these girls and like only yeah I guess only like six of us were cooking or something I don't remember but anyways I kind of started realizing who is this girl because I, but before that I didn't know what she looks like even right so even like the racist comment was out of context <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this girl um, but yeah so then I started noticing that she's acting weird towards me so I was like oh she knows because they they technically they they it's supposed to be anonymous the complaint right mm-hmm. but, but the, again, obviously she knew it was you it could be upstairs bedroom too right okay. like it has it has uh, two floors in that building so it could be the second floor but she started making friends on the second floor so i guess she found out that it's none of them so it was only me or her at the bottom floor because at that time there were only two of us there and and so then my dad was getting worries right because I'm abroad alone and having these issues already and my dad was like okay Laura be careful because she sounds like she's an aggressive type right and god knows what what if she acts out or something you don't know this person right and so then it was like quite tension you could you could feel the tension every time I would see her and it was just awkward and and then she started talking to me in the kitchen sometimes and I would be like polite and nice but uh, 
yeah, eventually the whole yelling and screaming happened again. And this time I was like, listen, I'm over it. Uh, and she, this time I was filming it because nobody would believe me. Uh, and she was running around the house screaming. It wasn't just like loudly speaking. She was screaming her lungs out at the phone. I could see from my people in my door. Obviously, I wasn't going. I was locking my door. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not dragging myself into no, this. No, this, this is really out of this world. Yeah, she was screaming, running around. Obviously, I don't understand anything because I don't understand her language. Uh, and she's running in and out and she's running with the knife. So I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I had my proof. The next day I went, uh, when I was walking to uni, uh, going to uni, I popped into reception. I was like, listen, again, it's, it's happening again. I'm over it. Like, how, how come I, I can't sleep because of someone? And they're like, oh, you need to be considered that she's from a different country and there's time zones and whatnot. I was like, I'm from a different country too. I'm sorry, I have time difference too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, but you need to be considered because for you it's two hours. For her, it might be more. And I was like, yeah, but it's been weeks. Like, what is it? And it's affecting also you and your mental health. Yeah. I know that you have to be considered about others, but you have to put yourself first. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was uh, at that point, like, imagine, like, I'm moving in somewhere. I don't know anyone uh, because I moved uh, to London completely alone. None of my family members came, none of my friends. I didn't know anyone. So to be be there in this threatening position right where i don't know what how will this girl act will she throw come at me with a knife or something because she was running around with a knife it's not like oh you know you see that in movies and and then this one time oh so basically i i showed the um i was like telling this receptionist i was like you don't believe me i understand but you can hear in the video you can hear from i was sitting on my bed and you know how if you can hear on the phone, then you, you can imagine how lo- loud it was. Because usually it's more muted on the phone mm-hmm. versus how it was in real life. So it's like, imagine that. And you can hear clearly how, that she's screaming. Um, and uh, so then they're like, okay, okay. This seems like a good proof, good evidence. We'll talk to her. So then she got another, basically, warning. Um, and then the next instance was in the kitchen. I, uh, I was talking to my dad, cooking. And so my dad ended the call. And all of a sudden, this girl starts talking to me. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. She never, like, she doesn't really want to talk to me ever. But I was like, okay, uh, I have a small talk with her. And she was asking me, like, if I'm from Denmark. And she was trying to get to know me. And I was like, okay, why do you need to know this? You know, already I'm complaining about you. So, you know quite sketchy for if you ask me <laughs> so then her husband I can see from outside the window her husband is at the door and I was like oh shit and, and that's the same husband she's been arguing about on the phone screaming so the whole reason was husband so mm. think about ladies if you need husbands even because she was going bad <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then Basically, husband saw me. He got so mad. He was screaming, like throwing hands again in their language. So I have no, I have no clue what he's saying, but I can see he is angry. So then this girl lets him in. Imagine I'm only her 
like it's only me and her in the kitchen and the kitchen has a fob key so you can only come in if you live there so she lets him in she gets to the kitchen he he he's locked out and he, he there's a window and she's he's looking at me and he's screaming at me through the window and I'm at this point I'm like I don't have anywhere to run <laughs> damn this <laughs> is this really is like out of telenovela <laughs> this man is very angry where am I supposed to run so then she was like start, she started screaming at him both of them are screaming I'm just standing there not like I didn't understand what's even happening and all I understood he's angry at me probably because I complained uh, so then she was trying so she opened the door trying to push him away he smashes her against the wall come straight to me like straight oh, for me no and I was like this is it this is how I die <laughs> this is how I die and I was just I stepped back but thank, thank god this girl got ba- uh, get back straight between us and he was like she was trying to push him away but every like she was begging him to stop uh, and he was like yelling in his language and I'm just standing there super confused scared shitting my pants at this point I'm like what is happening this is wow um but yeah she dragged him away completely outside of the building uh and then I guess the security came and kicked him out of the uh, territory but that was a great experience um and then she came back she didn't say sorry anything she we just pretended nothing happened um, and then I was like, okay, I'm out, I'm out. So then obviously it's hard to find new apartments or anything. I'm like, I'm new to this place, right? Uh, I had friends in my basketball team, but because uh, I was thinking I had um, halls right across my uni. So I was really hoping I could de- get there. So it's easier to, so basically I don't waste my time on commuting from okay, uni how, to home. Just, just to recap, how long were you living with this crazy girl? Um, so I moved in September. I moved out December. But that's more than enough. You didn't sleep that at was, night. It was insane. Yeah, it was especially like studying law. And like, imagine like I would spend some nights like studying her exams if I wouldn't like, if I wouldn't, because I was still trying to figure out my schedule and like when I have time and whatnot. So sometimes I would stay up night to do um, something for uni and I would hear her. I'd be like, oh, my girl's back. (laughs) And then when I was in December, when I was writing my coursework for two weeks, she was silent. And I was like, I was already so traumatized that at one point I was thinking, where is she? I kind of miss her. I, I was so used to screaming and yelling in the background. And then I was like, is she all right? Is she alive? <laughs> and then I literally remember as I was moving out on the night before, she started screaming again. And I was like, whew, she's alive. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Damn. That's <laughs> yeah, insane to, to hearing like, someone screaming and thinking, okay, she's alive. It's fine. <laughs> it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this way, but it's you know mental conditioning. After how many months living there, I my mind already perceived it as like a normal thing, and and then yeah, I I got a place uh, in another uh, another halls as an exception because it was they, the halls are, they were full, 
Um, but like there were some people moving out because they realized uni is not for them. So there were only two people moving out and usually they would offer to the next person that was in line. But because I was part of the basketball team and my coach stepped in for me um, and basically the explanation was that I'm part of... Uh, so basically if you're in any, uh, any sports team, you're an athlete for university, right? So you're representing university. So that's like kind of advantage for you. Um, so yeah, basically they explained like, I don't feel, then, I don't feel um, safe there and also commuting because I was living half an hour away and my trainings would end like at 10. By the time I get back to uni, they would take us back to uni. And by the time I would get to um, where I lived, I was already back home at like midnight. So they were like, yeah, it's not like safe really for a girl to just wander around completely alone because especially in the evenings, like the buses don't come like every few minutes. So I would just sit at one bus stop in the middle of nowhere for like sometimes like even 20 minutes just sitting there hoping that I don't get robbed. Yeah, um, London is not like the safest, safest place to be. Yeah, as everywhere, as everywhere. Yeah, as everywhere, obviously. Well, it's yeah, normal, I mean, there are some for... areas that are sketch. Definitely that part where I was living before was very sketch. Uh, to the point where when I was getting, um, you know how in uh, in the UK you need the right to work. So you need yeah. to do a paperwork and whatnot. So you have to do an interview. I was doing that interview. And when that lady saw where I was living, she was like, move away. And I was like, why? <laughs> and she was like, move away it's dangerous like people are getting killed there and uh and i was like okay uh, no no need for confirmation i'm out <laughs> but yeah no when i moved um already to this area next to uni it's it's a very safe area it's a residential area so basically everyone around is basically for the pure reason that they live here you know or mm-hmm. here Wait, how many times did you change while you lived in London these past two years? So uh, I started in one hall, mid term changed to other halls. Then I changed uh, to, I lived in a house with a basketball team. So basically that house was rented for like six years to, to uh, my university's basketball team. So five girls would rotate every year. Like if one graduates, next one from the basketball team comes in mm-hmm. so I was living there for the whole COVID year um, and yeah now I'm living um, close but in a different area so are you happy now two, where you live three I mean four times technically if you count like coming from Atia no yeah now I'm very happy like this is like a dream come true after all the disaster I went through yeah, it sounds like disaster. I I just I can't imagine myself in your shoes to study, do sports, try to be active and open-minded in a new city and having a completely crazy flatmate. But were you like only living with her in a flat and sharing bathroom and toilet and kitchen or how was no, it? No, no, I had my ba- I had my own bathroom uh in my Thank God. Room, so that was entry room. Um yeah. So the whole house had it like that. All the rooms had their own bathrooms. Um, 
but uh, sharing kitchen. But then again, I, I always cook. Like I very rarely order food. And she, she, she was the one that would cook for four hours, one meal for four hours. She was cooking like mad dishes. I don't like when I would see them, like I have no clue what it is, but you do you. <laughs> yeah, she was like proper cook. I would be like, I would make, I was like, you know, the first year I was trying to cook more like Latvian foods, like yeah. homesickness, you know, but eventually I stopped. I'm like fully integrated into multicultural city. I, I'm now I'm qu- quite happy to try out new, new cultures and new foods and stuff. Exactly. And London is very, very international. Wherever you move, you live with like yeah. hundred different nationalities, even the first flat I moved, like I, I got scammed actually. There's a whole story behind it, how not to be stupid like I was back in the <laughs> days. And then it was also, I was new, I was fresh for this and it was not easy when some, no one helps you out, you're on your own. But the second place where I found like three days before I moved to England, yeah. I think it was three, four days, we were like five girls in the apartment. Mm-hmm. And I had one flatmate that her her alarm was ringing every morning at five o'clock and sometimes she didn't hear it for like two hours for two hours straight it was like ringing and at some point I was knocking because we were in a group chat and I was knocking on her door and she woke up from it and then I texted like can someone please just turn off and she's like yes but I need to drink medicine I'm like yes but you're with five people like try to find a solution I know it's difficult if you cannot wake up from alarm but you're affecting others so badly and it's so important that's that's a very thin line of how you address it like because like again you're you're affected by so many mentalities right like Mm -hmm. you could be like easily saying like oh you're a light sleeper why do i why do i care right um, so it's very it's a very sticky situation always uh, about waking up early or if someone is I don't know staying up all night with loud music or something, um, or having someone over all the time. Yeah, it's affecting a lot. You have to be adaptive to any situation, but you also need to tell your boundaries. I think it's very important because obviously. Yeah, obviously it's not easy first of all to live with a stranger it's not easy to live with your friends Mm? yeah i mean i was living with friends and i would say it's much better to live with strangers exactly i completely i was living the basketball girls even like we were proper friends even before so i was like i was hyped i was like wow for the first time i'm living with friends it was the worst year of my life not gonna not only because of covid and like when because I had studies online so imagine like I'm moving in with at that time it was three other girls that were like I consider my friends and then midway another girl was moving in and so just to give you a little background so one Mm -hmm. girl was from France slash Mauritius so she had dual uh, citizenship Uh, one was a British girl one was one girl was from Germany and one girl was from Albania. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was, I would say, I clicked the most with Albanian girl. But then because of the mentality, right? Kind of, kind of similar. I must agree. I also but clicked with again, Albanians much more. 
Yeah, go on. No, I'm just saying I agree with you. I, I click with Albanians <laughs> also much more than I expected. Yeah, but then again, like many people from Latvia, they were like, oh, be careful from Albanians. And I was like, ah, oh, ridiculous. It's like people but from Albanians are... talking. Nationality. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I didn't listen. I was like, yeah, 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 you're not here. You don't know it. Like, I'm sorry, but the mentality of like people living here, like actually seeing all these different cultures and like it's normal i'm sorry but like every time i go back to latvia it's like the question same questions how do you live with an arab person how do you see them yes how it's do you, weird. Like, you know like they're everywhere and they're the same like it is the same way as latvians have some exceptions they have exceptions doesn't mean that they're bad people they're the same they're different they're, 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 they have different mentalities they have different perspectives but that's what I'm telling you. You're coming here. They're not coming to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I feel like Latvians have this perspective of like, oh, I'm coming here. So it should be like that. No, you're coming to, to a city where it's t- 10 million people live here. You're not that special. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, with the Albanian girl, it was the fact that I soon enough, I realized she has a crazy side to her. So she would... I would say it was like about minor things. I would say something that she perceived in a different way. And I, would, and I would say like, oh, that was misunderstanding. I did not mean it like that. But it was already enough for her. She would, she would make a whole scene. She would get aggressive and yell at me and, and throw hands and whatnot. And then it, 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 she would give me... Um, uh, silent treatment for two weeks Damn. we are in COVID we're in lockdown we're seeing each other every single day and she was pretending as if she doesn't see me one time, silent treatment is the worst she, one time literally the first time she did that was because I was on my phone she knocked on my door I opened it I was like oh I'm on my phone I'll come down later because we we, we, ha- we tried to make these all like bonding time uh, by watching TV shows, uh, so at least we don't go insane because we're always studying, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I know it's the time, but I'm on my phone, so I'll th- I'll go down in a bit. You can start, and because I left, like I I really I released my door, and it, I had my window open, so it smashed. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you smashed the door in my face, and I was like, no, 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 that that wasn't the case. It was the wind. And he was like, no, you smashed the uh, door in my face. How dare you? That's so disrespectful. I was like, I'm sorry, but that wasn't the case. Like, I was just on my phone, and I just released the door and just smashed. Like, what would be yeah, the reason the that I smashed the door happen. in your face? Silent treatment for two weeks. So then I was like, okay, finally, slowly but surely, she warms up to me again. We're all getting friends. And then... um. Another instance was that, again, we are going, it's already May. I have, my birthday is coming up, so we are all, all excited that we can finally go out because the restrictions uh, were about to be lifted. And so we are all studying for exams. Everyone's going, at this point, everyone's going mad for their own. Like, spending like 15 hours a day on the screen, reading, studying, taking notes, Someone's writing coursework. One girl was writing dissertation. So imagine, like, at this point, we're all, like, the brain is fried, everything. We are already done with our lives. And so this one girl started, the French girl started a water gun fight. 
So we had water guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one girl started and uh, I wasn't taking part of it. I was like, I went back to my room. Again, I was on the phone or something. And they called me and they're like, you need to tell us where is this other girl because like we need to study and she keeps coming at us with a with water gun. So I kind of pretended that I'm going around the house and I can't see anyone, blah, blah, blah. But this French girl that was moving around, she was like, every time we would go in one room, she would go in another. So I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. But then after like it all ended, she was kind of, the Albanian girl was coming at me saying like, oh, how dare you? I have to study for this important exam because if you were, were not studying and like I wasted two hours on this and you lied, you lied. And I was like, I didn't lie. I truly didn't see her. I, t- I told you all I'm not taking part of this. You can enjoy, but I'm not taking part of this. And again, no matter what I would say, she proceeded as I lied, even though a French girl said it herself that she was moving on purpose so I wouldn't see her. Uh, so because she didn't know if I would tell them or not didn't matter silent treatment for another two weeks damn silent treatment is the worst it's like you better say it's something awkward. it's awkward for no reason like we would talk in a like in a you know we would uh, sit down in a circle just talk between us uh, and they would talk with this Albanian girl and I would comment something she wouldn't even look at me she would just stop talking until someone else asked the question. Damn. Yeah. This is what, like, what would you, when you started moving abroad, like the whole experience, what would you really suggest to your own self how to deal with really big hardships of living with someone? I would say the main thing that I realized that helped me now when I moved is to meet the people you're going to live with before. Let's not talk about friends. Living with friends is a complete... Okay, let's keep in mind that being friends with someone and living with them is completely... They're two different stories. In any uh, instance... Completely like, agree. Even if you are like... Let's say it's even a relationship. You are in a relationship with someone, then you move in, it's a completely different person. I'm sorry, that's the truth. That's the hard truth. I know it's good. It's crazy. It, it, in, on one hand, it's amazing you can live with friends. On the other hand, it's disastrous because as soon as you have one fight and you'll have fights, you live together. You'll have fights about minor things, about bigger issues, about mis- mis- uh, miscommunication, about anything for that matter. It really depends on the person you live with or it depends on you too. Um, but yeah, those two I wouldn't even consider. <laughs> like if you have a chance, live with strangers. Because it's easier way, also to say the things that bother you to a stranger than to your friend often. Yeah, I know many people um, are afraid to live with strangers because they don't want to feel awkward or whatnot. But that's what I'm saying. Meet the people before. Because I said with people I live now, we, met, we went out for a drink. Only one drink. I spent with them like an hour and I already knew. Like I, already, like I asked questions like what would you do uh, if you get, would you hold a grudge? That was my question. And mm-hmm. when they, they said to me like, uh, no, like why waste energy on that? And I was like, that's it, I'm moving in. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, I was like, okay, we are at least on the same page, on the same wavelength. So after an hour, I felt like, yeah, I, I can live with them. That, that's the thing, before moving, I was like, I don't have to be friends with everyone. If you can make 
like be friendly with each other great but i wouldn't suggest like being scared of living with strangers just because it would make things awkward that's why you meet them before and that way you can like kind of build that i mean yeah treat it as an interview 100 percent treat it as an interview for, on both sides really uh, and that way you can like obviously you won't see everything the like everything the person how is the person in real life settings but at least you can ask like think about like very deep also like psychological questions how would they react how would they but don't don't be direct like if we would get in a fight what would you do like no think about like in third person you know well how would you react in that situation how would you react what what uh, what what are your preferences what is your schedule is your schedule crashing are you are you having friends over every day um would you mind for me another big thing was that i'm coming home very late from my trainings mm-hmm. and i was telling them i'll come home at like midnight maybe later not because i'm partying or something because i'm coming home from a training and obviously sometimes i would like to eat right so again for some it might be a, a concern that you're cooking something in the kitchen in the middle of the night so you know think about it's like, normal I think it's perfect that you say that you prepare the person that okay these will be the obstacles that might bother you or yeah. might not and it's good to prepare them interview yeah treat it as an interview explain your 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 schedule or like how because you see like yeah I feel like you should try to find the middle ground but then again you need to know how you are on your own you know what mm-hmm. I mean because like don't go to don't go into the idea of living with someone else oh i need to live the way they live no it's about finding like you live like that i live like that what we can do together to make this easier mm-hmm. that would be my and is there advice. anything especially after your crazy first experience <laughs> is there anything you regret not doing Standing up calling police what I wouldn't call police, I don't think, because I, there was no, I wouldn't have proof for it. Uh, mm. Other than, like, okay, she screams. Okay, there would be noise compliance, but that's about it. I wouldn't get out anything out of it. I would get into more trouble with her. So I didn't do that on purpose, because I knew there was not really much legally I can do. Uh, other than make a big noise. And I was already concerned about her running around with knives so you know I just wanted to spare my life maybe (laughs) yeah but I would say well again it's an experience and again when I was living in the house with the girls I was I was staying quiet most of the time even though there were many things they were like that's when I'm telling you people can be so disgusting the like five girls in the house I think I was the only one cleaning like properly cleaning the house i have felt it before i know what you mean you know like even when i came back these girls like i was away in latvia for three months i came back thinking they already moved out so you would assume if you move out you leave your place clean right of course yeah i was thinking nice i'll finally have a clean house and then i came back it's 32 degrees outside the house is hot 
because everything's turned off, right? Like nobody's living there at that point. And they left they left um two bins full of trash no with fresh way. meat. Fresh they left like literally throughout fresh meat and was sitting there for two weeks. Because I le- I came back two weeks after they left. So imagine the smell. I go back, I go upstairs to the bathrooms. Again, I didn't think I was already pissed off about that. But this whole house just reeks. I can't even breathe. Uh, I go into bathrooms and there's full bin bags of period pads sitting in the sun. Oh no, oh no. Oh, this is next <laughs> level. Disgusting. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What is this? It was, I was just like, who did I live with? How is the house, not even the bin bag, the bedrooms that they were supposed to be clean. It was because they left all the doors open, right? So the smell went through all the house. Imagine it's hot. It smells yeah. everywhere you go. Um, and yeah, they were, they literally, the living room looked exactly the same as, um, as uh, I left when they were studying for exams, like post exams. So imagine like they were spending like all nighters with like their left drinks, cans, biscuits, whatnot, papers, ripped papers, notes, everything is just left there. But it's unbelievable how the landlord may let it happen. He wasn't there. That's the thing. And I was like, there's no way I'm losing my deposit because these girls can clean up them after themselves. And that's only when I stood up for myself. So I would say like the the biggest thing is that I had to learn to stand up for myself because that's like a spit in my face. At that point, I was like, are you for real? How do you even like, and I wrote them this massive paragraph. It's like, listen, I'm not losing my um, deposit because you can clean up to yourselves and also the house is just disgusting and like how can you even live like that and they were like but we left the house nice what and I was like so you were telling me that the landlord just came in left the period pads in the bin bag and called it a day like also the whole lying thing and everything and I was like oh no 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 this is where we our friendship ends <laughs> Yes, this is horrible, actually. Like, I had similar situation when I moved first time abroad. It was, for me, I'm not going to go into details because for me it was so, so disgusting. I, at some, some point, I remember I went day without eating and I was losing weight because I just couldn't imagine eating next to all those things that were around. Oh, and uh, yeah. I, when I left, because someone moved in, instead of me, I got a deposit from that person, but once the whole apartment moved out, they didn't get the deposit back because the place was disgusting. They were oh they gosh. ended up with rats, with three oh. fat rats. So imagine if I was the only one who was relatively cleaning and we had like a schedule or whatever, like if that was already bad and once I left, it was a hundred times worse that if you end up living with like, I'm sorry, like freaking rats, like incredible no, yeah. that, my my house i wouldn't be surprised like i wouldn't be surprised but yeah the thing is that i i had to clean it all up because i was like i'm not losing deposit and i know the landlord knows i'm there so he would be like oh this is how you live yeah <laughs> and i was like no nah, this is not happening so i had to clean it yeah. all up literally imagine i had like a 6 a.m flight that day 
by the time I like through London traffic, I remember one time I got back like midday and I was just exhausted. It was so hard. The journey was long. I didn't sleep on the plane and I had to clean it all up because I was like, there's no way I'm going to spend the night here. Disgusting. Um, and yeah, so I, I cleaned it all up, took uh, all the pictures and videos of all the rooms to make you sure that they are cleaned. Too bad I didn't do it. Again, another thing, I already cleaned it up and then my friend was like, why you didn't take the pictures and just send it to the landlord? Yeah, you should have. This again, is something to tell to others. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm mad, but I won't let my emotions out on someone. So that's another thing I should have done it. But then again, yeah, I changed uh, houses. Like um, I moved to an apartment, right? But even like my karma was or like good karma. Maybe I didn't speak up back then, but I was the only one that got the deposit right away oh wow they for me he did not ask a thing he was like yeah just send me your bank details i'll transfer to you he didn't and then i was he was like yeah i'll send it to you like in a week or so but i was so busy i like i completely forgot about it then i was scared to even ask right because i know how difficult these girls can be and we are not like we are venting all together right Mm-hmm. So at this point they were like talking like oh I, I talked to him he's asking me this and that and he's asking proof of this and that and I'm just like oh no if he asked me proof of any payments or anything I don't have anything because I wasn't like that was not my uh, role to do right at the house I wasn't taking care of the bills but luckily he did not ask me a thing and I got the deposit and from what they said, like we had a group chat, I left our group chat. I was like, as soon as I move, I'm I'm leaving that part, that chapter of my life behind. I cut all ties with them because it was the, the things I saw in that house was just disgusting. Oh no, it's so yeah, horrible because inside. once you're friends with someone, you don't notice those things. But once oh, you live God. together, you have to go through every single detail. Mm-hmm. It was truly heartbreaking, to be honest. I wouldn't think that it would end like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was finally stepping up for myself and setting those boundaries that the, I'm, I'm sorry, this is unacceptable. I can't be with someone like, or like, I don't know how to really go past this, to be honest. Like, even if they were like, oh, sorry. But th- that's the thing, they were oblivious. Mm-hmm. because like when I told them like listen this is disgusting how like how how are you not ashamed even to live there like that because that's how I left the place and they're like oh but it was clean it's like oh, okay. but you know clean for one person means something else than clean means for you no this yeah, is also then, difficult yeah, yeah yeah but then I cleaned it like I properly cleaned it and then one of the girls came over again I don't understand how you left the place and you still have your stuff over there they're like oh yeah we knew you're gonna live there so we we couldn't be bothered to take all our things so I'm like why are you relate like why are you putting it all on me how do you know if I'm gonna live here <laughs> you know what I mean like so one of the girls came over to take uh, her things and then she was like, Laura, you see, this is clean. Why were you complaining? I was like, yes, because I was scrubbing it all. 
and taking it all out and trying to ventilate the rooms because it was I, I'm I'm just like you said I'm surprised the rats weren't there. Damn, maybe they were. They were just hiding because they were too afraid. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, this is too disgusting even for us. <laughs> yes, but just to wrap up this episode, I want to ask you what would be the thing that like the best takeaway from you from all these stories what made you a stronger bigger person in this oh that's a good question i would say going with the flow learning how to go with the flow not to be particular like because you need to understand that you are you live one way and then you're coming to a different environment and you have to kind of adjust and find like the middle ground and be more compassionate towards others but then again, know when you need to set those boundaries. So that would be the, the things that I learned, thankfully, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So that way, this time, I'm actually happy to live with uh, my flatmate because we have those boundaries. And even though we, I mean, we wouldn't, we, we, we can't really be friends because we know each other since we moved in, right? And we have, we are in our last year of uni, so everyone's quite busy, but we're still friendly. And if we have a chance to spend time together, we do. But I feel like that boundary, when you're still like not a friend friend, but you are friendly with each other, that's a, a big thing to think about. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It's really important. Because living abroad by yourself is very different experience than living abroad with other people that you don't know or know. It's also completely, it's in both cases, difficult. You have ups and downs and it can be very nice. It can be very horrible. We both experience both ways. Yeah. I think yeah, for me, can, at least, it, it was more better. horrible. It, it can get better. That's the thing. It can get better. I feel like you shouldn't just stop at the first, like, Let's say I could easily go home in my first three months only because I had a crazy flatmate, right? But I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. I mean, to be honest, I don't think I would actually leave this place only because of the person I live with. But I know people who did. Uh, so I would say don't just throw it all out. Throw, don't throw it in the bin, the whole idea and dream of living abroad or starting a new life just because there are minor inconveniences. It mm-hmm. just changed. I mean, changed the environment, changed the apartment. This, like, I understand it's hard to move. I hate moving, but yet I've done it four times already. But there's hope. There's always hope. I feel like yeah. as long as you look for it, as you, as long as you put the intention to look for it, it will come for you. I couldn't agree more. And thank you, Laura, for another very nice episode. I think it's very important to let people know about these obstacles in life. Because when you move abroad, you often think about how scary it is to live abroad. And you think also how cool it will be, the experience. But you also need to be aware of other things. Yes. Don't, like... I would say I was, if someone, then again, if someone would tell me back then in those two weeks when I couldn't sleep, just thinking about moving, someone would, if I would hear this podcast, I would be like, yes, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Be uh, open-minded. And if you look for it, you'll find definitely, like, because then again, I've found so many great people here. Okay, I don't live with them, but so many great people, like, 
words can explain how grateful I am for that. So you never know what minor change can, how it can affect your life. So just go for it. Exactly, just go for it. So thank you, Laura. And you guys, we will uh, see another episode and probably Laura will be again here. <laughs> thank you, I often. hope so. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, you guys. Bye. Bye.